Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? It's Ryan, it's Tyler, it's somewhat early. Yeah, not as early as we planned. No, my... uh kids weren't having that so it's early on a thursday episode 77 going down we're trying to knock this one out ahead of time because if you listen to episode 76 you know my co-host here is getting ready for a nice little 10-day vacation oh yeah uh, heading, heading <laughs> down to disney first so we're trying to bang this one out early try to keep on schedule i mean that's just that's just value. You know Ded- I mean? Dedication to the pod, man. That's a free show that we're just jumping <laughs> through hoops to try to keep on schedule for you guys. So <laughs> hopefully you're listening, appreciating the, the effort that is being put in. Because uh, I would, you know, probably rather be on the couch right now. Uh, but here we are. So hope you're, I- hopefully you're appreciating that sacrifice, that effort. Uh, to produce this free quality information and entertainment on a weekly basis. I'd rather do this than what I should be doing right now. So I'll roll with it. What's that packing? <laughs> yeah. Like double checking the bags, making sure we're yeah. not going to go over the weight, make sure we actually have everything. Oh, uh, you checking one. Yeah, man. Damn. Southwest man, two free check bags. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's you got to deal with the old baggage claim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. You got did you check in early? Yeah, man. Dude, this which, blows... which group which group are you in? Because Southwest free for all. Dude, listen, this this shit blows my mind. So I got I I used the Southwest app. Yeah. 145 yesterday. They sent me the notification. Time check in. All right. It is like 145 and like 15 seconds after I open the app. I click check in, boarding group C. Oh I'm like what in the world? It took 30 seconds and we got hit with boarding group C like that. I was like, well, what's is, well, what's, I forget how that goes down is a, like a is priority. Super, well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's based off like, uh, so a one through like a 15 is like business select. Like they paid the, the most money for their yeah, ticket yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. And then from there, it's just, you can do early bird check-in which gives you, I think, like 36 hours to check in. Why, why are my dogs going insane? Um, and then after that, it's just first come, first serve. It's just like first to hit it, you get your, you get your spot in line, and then you go. And I was like, what in the world? Like, how do we get boarding group C when I was on in like 10 yeah. seconds? I will say the way the Southwest terminals are, where they actually have like the, like the different oh, the pillars. Posts. Yeah, like that's the only one where people ever actually line up somewhat normal. Yeah. Any any of the other ones where they just call like group numbers, everybody's just lined up 45 minutes too early. Yeah. And like they're lined up four groups ahead. Uh, but Southwest seems to be the only one where people actually like get into their little corral there. Yeah. Uh, and actually sort it out. But it's wild, man. You I, could be in a, you could be in a tough spot. I like I was I like as soon as I saw like our boarding passes, I was like, oh, 
back of the plane you, it is <laughs> like, well that or usually what happens with southwest is it's just all middle seats left yeah usually the whole plane like we got when we got on this is when we went to the vitals uh, a couple of years ago um we got on and we had southwest the whole way and like literally from the front to the back of the plane just windows and aisles were taken everybody else had middles <clears throat> and then i think i, I at, that might have been on one on the way back because on the way out we went in like march or april yeah, yeah. and there's like an nit basketball tournament like tournament games which is like the tournament below the ncaa basketball tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the teams that don't make that yeah and i think they were playing some games in pittsburgh either like robert morris or duquesne oh, yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. even at the pete or something so i got i think i got a window um on the way out and like all these you know it's all middle seats and stuff left then this whole i think it was like pacific or something like this whole college basketball team comes funneling on the plane like at the last minute so it's all these like six, eight dudes like piling in the middle seats like the whole way down. So this dude sits next to me. He's just like a monster. So I'm just like <laughs> huddled up against the window of the plane because this dude's just an animal. I feel like that's so mind blowing too. Cause like you're a you're a pretty big dude. You're six two, like, you know, yeah, yeah. over two hundred and so forth. Was, and then like you're being shrunk. You're towered upon by somebody else. Like that stuff yeah. blows my mind. That's like, a big dude. That's like, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a picture, I think it's from like some movie. It was like, it was Arnold with like Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ar Arnold's 6'2", 250, and he looks like a midget compared to those dudes. Like, it, yeah, it, it's like a pretty wild picture. Crazy um, I don't even know how we got on that topic, but uh, before we get into yeah, but anyways, you, you might be, you might be either... Best case scenario, you're a window or an aisle in the back of the plane. Yeah. We'll See, it's find tough. Out. It's tough whenever you're on Southwest because you got to be, as soon as you round the corner past the cockpit, you got to be, yeah, you, you got to be doing some analysis of the back of the plane. Cause if you're going to be stuck in the middle anyway, you might as well just beach it in the middle up towards the front so that, you know, getting off isn't that bad. Um, I'll tell you what was real nice with Southwest. I've never seen this with any other airline. I've also haven't flown a million times or anything, but when you're connecting with Southwest, sometimes you don't even get off the plane. Yeah. So it was awesome. So like when we were coming back, like I said, I think I had like a middle or something because we went from Minneapolis to Chicago, back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So when we got to Chicago, like 90% of the plane got off except for like, maybe eight to 10 people that were going to Pittsburgh and a couple of them were actually just other anytime fitness people. So like once everybody gets off, you can just like reclaim. Yeah. So dude, like you move up to the front, you get a window or not, dude, it was, it was great. It was, Cause then when we got back to Pittsburgh, it was like, grab your bag right out the door, man. It was awesome. So easy. Uh, the other night, so I'm, I'm obviously a very boring person. <laughs> And don't really, don't really do much, dude. Last Thursday, and I know it's getting darker earlier and stuff now. Yeah. Last Thursday, I was just like running around. We had that outdoor workout and continuing. We were doing stuff with the offices out there. Had to go um, get my kids from soccer. Dude, I was like driving home. I haven't driven in the dark, <laughs> in like 
I don't even know. I don't even know the last time. I mean, I drove in the dark on the way to the airport, like in the morning, but that's, yeah. that's like a different type of thing. But yeah, like it, it, driving it, it feels at night, different. Like it felt like I hadn't driven at night in like four years. Like I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Like I was fine. I could see and everything, but it was just like, man. Oh, I like, can't. Man, I just, just didn't realize how, like, I just, I'm just never out. Like I'm usually like doing whatever I'm doing and done and kind of settled in well before uh, I'm driving anywhere. Yeah, no, yeah, occasional occasional sheets run or something. Yeah, night, but that's about it. I I can't see at night. Driving driving to my brother's house last night was a tough one, uh, with all the rain and so forth. It was it was a little brutal. And whenever it's dark and then also pouring, dude, that's like that's what we talked about on the way to the airport. It, yeah, dude, it was like it's just a different type of dark man like yeah, it's, like, it's, it's 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 rough man it's 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 rough yeah but uh and then you got tractor trailers doing 90 past you still yeah they don't care they're just <laughs> plot it's like normal normal for them so Wild. Wild uh, stuff. yeah the um what else was i gonna ask you oh i know we've talked about this with with sheets before have you ever done the subway drive-thru no what there's a subway drive-through few and far between so where where i grew up in north huntington there was one uh and then as you're going out towards the leechburg club on 66 like right when you get off of 380 on a 66 there's one on the corner by a couple gas stations oh okay only two i think i'm really familiar with i'm sure there might be some other ones but generally yeah they're just in a plaza um you know, without the drive-through, but there's a couple that have drive-throughs and weird. Uh, I've never been able to pull the trick. I like to see the spread. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to see, I like to see the garden, you know, let's see how we're, let's see how we're looking on the, on the garden side see what I see what I'm feeling. But yeah. I like to see it, you know, at Subway, I like to see it all laid out, see what's looking good that day. Some, you know, some days you go in there, maybe the turkey's looking a little slimy, you know, maybe yeah. I'm not going to get that or, you know, maybe the, Maybe the uh, spinach looking a, looking a little wilted, you know. Yeah. I don't want it. Can't go so, with that. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've never actually gone through the drive-through to see what the menu looks like. But like, do they have literally like every vegetable like listed on there, and you're just like calling them out? Like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I've never. I'm, I just don't think the subway experience is very drive-through friendly. This just like popped a thing in my head. They should make a drive-through, but with like the subway Chipotle style like service. So like yeah, it's just, just a big glass wall, gi- just yeah, giant, just, <laughs> just giant wall, and yeah, you can just, just big, talk through it. Yeah, it's a big window, and it's like tilted and, like a like a meat cooler at the store. <laughs> you, so just you can slowly, just slowly. Like, you slowly drive past it, just yell what you want in your thing as you go. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, throw a little banana pepper on there. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I mean, unless I could, I mean, I could see drive through. Like when I was a kid, I didn't get anything on there. Like I think I got like an Italian on Italian with like no vegetables. So like if you had something simple, you know, I yeah. feel like maybe you could just pump it through there. But I mean, other than like onions, jalapenos, like I'm running, I'm running that thing through the, through the garden usually. So yeah that's, that feels like a lot to handle through a drive-through yeah it's a little tough that'd be a little brutal but uh yeah that's about it let's get into it man uh announcement wise <laughs> this one's gonna be are you scheduling this for monday is that the yeah i'm gonna yeah so I'm this gonna will be it. on on monday the 27th so 
couple days left to get over 2,000 MEPs for the MyZone September Challenge. As a reminder, everybody that is over 2,000 from the top three heart rate zones, so 70, 80, 90%, will be eligible. We will randomly draw a few winners out of that at each club to win a little prize pack. We got some MyZone t-shirts uh, and some other stuff to uh, give out. So a couple days, make sure you get up again. All your MEPs count for like just in general, but for the actual challenge, it's 2000 from those three heart rate zones. And I believe if you go into the MyZone app and you, and you click the menu and challenges, it'll show you kind of where you stand um, in terms of how many MEPs qualify for the challenge. So a couple days left there. Make sure you get that, get that tightened up. Make sure you're eligible. Uh, stay tuned. I know we're going to get some, we're going to get a little competition going for October. Uh, we're going to do a little social media competition. So uh, we'll get some more details to you, but it's going to be based around posting some pictures in the club, working out or just whatever, you know, posting some pictures. It can be individual, it can be group pictures posting them on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, tagging, whichever whichever club you are at, so Leechburg, Cheswick, and then even Katanning once we open up here soon. Um, so posting them, tagging the gym, uh, and then like the most creative or the best or whatever at the end of the month, uh, we're going to have some more prizes there. So we'll get some, some details locked in on that, so stay tuned for that. I know we're also cooking up some different events here uh, for October. Um, maybe get a little, maybe get a little coffee outdoor workout going again. I mean, that was oh, a yeah. good time. Uh, I know the black canary stopped by, uh, last week, last week. Yeah. So, uh, I might get something cooking here. So stay tuned. We got events coming. Uh, we got uh, a little social media contest coming in October. So finish up that my zone challenge strong and then get ready for the next adventure. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot of announcements. Hopefully. Hopefully about a week away uh, from from uh, turning the door on at Katanning and getting rolling. So exciting stuff. We were up there the other day for the Rogue delivery. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Flooring is almost done. Looks awesome. Offices look awesome. Bathrooms look awesome. So going to be a beautiful, wide open uh, club. Going to be awesome. So yeah, I'm excited. looking forward to that. Uh, equipment delivery and install happening next week so a lot of exciting stuff coming together and you're not going to be here for any of it yep that's exactly it let's do it man what do you got what do you want to get into uh so uh one of the things that uh, like you and i were talking about a little bit melissa the, the personal training manager at leechburg um you know we were talking about a little bit is kind of just uh, in a way like complacency that comes when working out and so forth like that. Um, you know, working out is one of those things that like at first when we start it, it's usually kind of hard. We're trying to fit it in the schedule. We're trying to get going with it, all that kind of stuff. But eventually, you know, if we're doing it how we need to, it becomes consistent, it becomes habitual and it becomes part of the routine. Uh, but with routine comes the complacency side of it. Uh, you know, especially if, you know, maybe your goal 
you've already hit and you don't know what to do next, or maybe it's just you work out because you know that you should sort of thing. You don't actually have, you know, something kind of set for yourself. Um, that can lead to a lot of complacency whenever you're in the gym, it can lead to, um, workouts not being as great as they could be. Uh, it could lead to, uh, being, being more lackadaisical with things. It could lead to higher risk of injury, um, things along those lines. So, just kind of talking a little bit about why it's important to make sure we have intention and purpose behind what we're doing, uh, making sure that we're kind of watching for those signs of complacency and stagnation and so forth in the workouts and um, just kind of being mindful of those types of things and knowing when it's time to uh, possibly look at some form of a change um, or whatnot. So that's kind of kind of where we're at uh today yeah so just like as the most basic example of this that we've used for years and years and years and years is um the circuit machines yeah so that's probably the biggest area and, th and this happens everywhere i mean i do this all the time with free weight stuff but you know the biggest area and the most basic example to understand kind of what we're talking about is you know a lot of times people will come in and you know we have our eight, eight to 10 or whatever circuit machines there. Each one hits a different body part and they'll go through, do three sets of 10 of each machine, rotate through it. Kind of like the curves thing, you yeah. know, just pumping through the same machines every single time. Same, same weight. I don't even think curves machines had weight on them. I think it just had numbers. Yeah. Like something weird, but anyway, um, you know, same weight, same reps, same sets, same order every single time. So uh, the kind of example I always try to use with people that join the gym and that's kind of like what they've done in the past and it never really got them any great results or any measurable results is, you know, think about, you know, your body adapts very quickly and tries to get as efficient as possible at everything. So like we always use the example of like, you know, when you start a new job, you know, the first day you drive there you're like hyper focused on the roads. You're very aware. You're paying attention to each turn. Okay. Here's where I'm turning. Here's where I'm going. Like you're very focused and engaged and, and into it, you know, on the way there, once you've worked at that same place for 15 years, like you just kind of, you just kind of end up there in the morning. Yeah. Like you don't even know how the hell you like, you're not even paying attention. You're still like half asleep, you're spilling coffee. Like you need you're not even paying attention to the roads or anything. It's just like, it's just habit. It's just easy to do because you've done it so many times. Same thing. Like the first time you go through those circuit machines, or even if it's whatever it is, the first time you go through a workout, that's different. Your, your muscles are going to respond. You're going to be sore. You're going to feel it. You're going to be like, man, that's awesome. Like that was great. And then the hundredth time you've gone through those machines or the 200th time you've gone through those machines, your body's kind of on autopilot, just like it is whenever you're driving to work. So you're just going through, you're doing the reps, you're doing the sets, you, you end up at the end of the workout, but your body's not, not very like engaged or aware of what's going on or responding to what's going on. So that's, that's usually the example we use um, for a lot of people just to kind of understand the importance of what we're going to talk about today, which is, you know, not getting complacent, not getting in a rut, not just going through the motions, doing the same thing every time. So yeah, keep that in mind as, uh, as we go through. And I think something that's important to kind of note is 
I personally feel um, that this sort of thing is kind of inevitable when it comes to, you know, working out and so forth. Like there's going to be a point where you are going to fall in a rut. You will become complacent. You will, you know, do whatever you might fall off for a little bit of time. Like there's going to be a point where one of these things is going to happen, you know, and it's a matter of being able to be aware of it, be mindful of it, and then bounce back from it. Um, that matters. Um, so yeah, kind of just going into, you know, just like, the complacency side of this, you know, again, it's that, like Ryan was saying, it's that sense of like, not allowing ourselves to just get to the point where we're just going through the motions, like going through the motions, you know, on a day to day basis is not a good way to go about anything, you know, we want to have growth, we want to, you know, make progress, we want to move forward with everything that we're doing, whether it's in the gym or in life. And the only way to do that is to do everything with purpose and intention. If we don't do it with any purpose or intention, then we're not really going to go anywhere when it comes down to it. All right. So each workout, we want to be focused, we want to know what we're doing, we want to have a game plan, we want to have some structure, we want to, you know, really be adamant about focusing on, on what the goal is for that day when you're in the gym. And then doing that on a day to day basis, um, you know, or, you know, however many times a week that you go into the gym, like following that sort of thing. It's just simple steps to help try to keep you accountable to yourself to, kind of prevent or diminish the likelihood of becoming more complacent or somebody who just kind of goes through the motions. Um, so really just making sure that we're understanding of that is going to be crucial. Like it, it's tough, you know, we, we think about exercise and working out as just this thing that we can go do, but there truly is a side where, where we have to be accepting and understanding that this is a very like focus driven sort of thing. And we have to put focus to it in order to make actual progress and growth within it. That goes for nutrition, that goes for workouts, like no matter what, like we have to be understanding of that and you have to accept it if you want the goals that you're telling us that you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the, the hardest ones to see in the gym, you know, for as long as I've kind of been at it here is like the people that are there, consistently mm -hmm. like they want to do it they're showing up but they're just they're doing the same thing all the time or whatever like they're they're putting in the necessary i guess effort but yeah because they're not training smart or they're not they're they're never switching up what they're doing like they're not getting like they could be getting such great results because of how consistent they are with actually showing up they're just not because the programming and the and the routine is just holding them back uh, from doing the same thing. So those are like those are one of the toughest ones to like because those are the ones you kind of just want to like grab and like shake yeah. them and be like, if you would just listen to us and not think that do we're just trying to get you do to buy something, something different. Like if you would just listen to us, you you are here four or five days a week for five years straight at this point you know, you could have been down a hundred pounds and been strong, you know, like, yeah, those are the tough ones. And then the other ones are the, the ones that are again, same thing there all the time consistently, but just won't, just won't do the nutrition. Um, yeah. th those are the two toughest ones for us as people that are in a, in a, uh, industry where we, you know, 
care about people, you know, and, and want yeah. people to be successful and get results. Um, those are the most frustrating ones, the ones that are there all the time. And then, you know, obviously the nutrition thing is a separate discussion, but for this, for this one, the ones that are there all the time for years and years and years, but because they're just doing the same thing every single time, they, they're just not getting any results. And, and with the amount of times they're there, they could be getting some pretty amazing results. So um, kind of the other side of the coin here too, I think, because we've talked about this a little bit is, is, is program hopping. Yeah. So there's, we kind of want to be right in the middle, you know, we don't want to be, you know, you, you don't want to just every single time you go to the gym ever, you know, you're doing something new or different. There is a lot of value to repeating some exercises and I'm sure Tyler's going to get into this, but there's a lot of value in repeating, especially technical exercises to get the form down, but then also utilizing progressive overload um, to get stronger and to build muscle by just doing the same exercise, but doing it for more reps or more weight than you did before. Um, so that's important, but there does come a time where that kind of levels off or else everybody would be benching a thousand pounds and stuff. If you just kept adding weight every single week forever. So yeah. those things level off. Um, so that kind of becomes a, a crucial time to, uh, switch up what you're doing. And then also just the rep ranges, you know, it's not so much, you know, people doing the same exercises all the time that, that flattens them out. It's usually doing the same exercises for the same sets, for the same reps with the same weight. Um, with the exact have, same tempo, with the exact yeah, same like it's, it's variables. It's going like, to have some diminishing returns for sure. So I think for the sake of what we're talking about today, you know, you got to switch up something. Yeah. You know, it's either got to be more weight same weight for more reps or the same weight with the slower eccentric, like with the tempo, like Tyler was talking about. So keep all that stuff in mind here. So we're not saying, Hey, every single time you go to the gym, it should be some drastically different yeah, workout. Like you don't have to do all that, but you just don't want to get in that, that groove of like just defaulting back to, yeah, I do. I do 30 pounds on this machine for three sets of 10. And it's like, okay, well, now you don't know you should do 40 <laughs> like yeah that's yeah, i mean what we're getting at yeah like they, there's again it's kind of going back to what i was saying like um before in in working out in fitness like there is a lot of things that you just have to just take and understand and accept that that's how it is you know and this is one of those things if you program hop your progress is going to become stagnant you're not giving yourself enough time to do what, you know, what the body needs it to do, which is adapt and become resilient to what you were doing consistently, and then, you know, make progress from there. And then on the other side of the spectrum, if you're doing the same thing all the time, that's also going to do the same thing. Your body's going to adapt to a certain point and your progress is going to diminish. So you have to be very, very aware and understanding that you have to come in the middle. You have to give yourself time doing certain exercises consistently, but you also have to understand that there is a point where you need to change and change something about what you're doing, you know? And that's kind of where complacency lies with this stuff is we fall into one or the other, it, you know, it's like two base camps and they're trying to fight over the middle ground, but the middle ground is big enough for both sides to be at. Like you have to come to understanding and that's why structure and programming is so 
crucial and important. And to note, good structure and good programming is really important because that's what's going to help us continue with the progress and not, you know, lead to these types of things. Um, you know, kind of going off what Ryan was saying, yeah, this is where we, we're going to look at changing things. You know, if, if you're somebody who is concerned about changing your routine for some reason, you know, for whatever it may be, start with little things. You know, it, you know, we always say it's little things done consistently that lead to success and lead to progress. So if you're concerned about changing what you want to do or changing your entire programming or whatever like that, because, oh man, I've been doing this for five years. Like this is what I've always done. Like, blah, blah, blah. cool, whatever. Add five pounds. Just that. Just add five pounds. Just add five pounds for like the next two to three weeks. And then we'll do something else when that time comes. Like it is okay to make very incremental micro changes such as that. But the thing is, is you have to continue making those changes. You can't become complacent on that either. You know, fitness is an ever evolving thing. It, the only way to make progress is to make change. So people that come to us with goals, people that, you know, come in and tell us, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. You do the same thing all the time. You ain't accomplishing it. It's just that that's the blunt end of the stick, you know, and it, I don't like, you know, kind of that negative side to it, but that's just how it is. I think it's, it's important it too, to, to talk about, and I didn't know if this is really the direction you want to go, but, uh, you know, the, it's free show. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. It's a free, free podcast. Show. So I think it's important too, to talk about the like injury prevention aspect of it as well. Um, of, of changing oh, things yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. So, we, we've talked about before, you know, when you're doing the same thing, like if you're just doing machines or something like that, and then you go to do something in everyday life where you have to stabilize or whatever, that's when a lot of injuries happen. So same thing, like if you're always doing the same exercise for the same weight and everything like that, your body's just kind of conditioned to be able to handle that and, and really nothing else. Um and then your body's also moving in the same yeah. plane, the same, you know, ex same exact motion all the time. So if it ever gets outside of that, which again, I guess people that fall into this rut, which there's a lot of people who do free weights and fall into this rut. I keep kind of defaulting to the machines, but, um, you know, if your body's only moving in a certain motion over and over and over again, you know, you're not going to be strong or you're, you're, you're probably going to tend to have like shoulder or elbow or knee or hip or back, like you're going to have some type of issues just because you're not fully using those muscles and joints. Like you're not moving them in all these different ways that they can move. You're just always using them in the same range of motion, uh, which can create either, it could just create overuse injuries just from doing that. But more so, I think it can create uh, a, a higher chance of getting injured um, in life, you know, once you start trying to do something where you're not perfectly moving your arms in that same plane and that same range of motion that you're, you're conditioned to at the gym. So switching up exercises, even if it's just like a small tweak, like sometimes in, in small groups or something like that, we might do, you know, we might, one time we might be doing a, a half kneeling shoulder press with, you know, a landmine. And then another time we're doing it with a kettlebell or something like even just switching up the, the implement you're using, whether it's landmine, a dumbbell, a kettlebell, barbell, whatever, even just switching up something small like that 
just trains your body differently and it requires different muscles, different stabilizers, all that stuff. So even just making small tweaks to what you're using for a similar range of motion exercise can, can make a big difference in like injury prevention, staying healthy and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's lots of simple things. Like the first one that I was thinking about as you were talking was, um, like an overhead press, like a lot of people do over presses, overhead presses, just sitting or standing all the time. And it's like, you realize like you can throw a rotation into that so easily and change the entire movement, but still work your shoulders. And now we're putting a little bit more core into it. We're allowing more of our spinal rotations in the back to, to come into play. And that's more of a normal movement in everyday life than just sitting and pressing overhead. Like if you're outside throwing a ball with your kid, you're rotating as you are using your shoulders to create power. Like it's not that hard to do these types of things. It, I think a lot of it is just, um, and this is where I was going to kind of start going with it. Eventually. A lot of it is that you suck at doing it when you start, which we've talked about before. Like whenever you're doing something new, whenever you're diving into a new program, whenever you're diving into anything new that you're just not used to doing, you're gonna suck. You have to be okay with sucking, at least for a little bit. That is the only way to get better. There's no other way to get better. You don't just naturally get it overnight. You don't naturally just watch a video about it and then fully understand how to do it. It's just, you have to suck to get better. So anything you do, all right, no matter what it is, whether it's something with a program, something with, you know, uh, changing an exercise and a workout or trying a new workout style or, you know, whatever it is, you're going to suck. Take it, take it slow, but that sucking process, that, that initial sucking phase, that is where your body realizes that it needs to adapt and grow. And that is where all the change starts. That is why we cannot become complacent. That's why it's important in fitness not to become complacent. We have to find things that were very, that are very just tough for us to do, very difficult for us, because that's where we're going to get the most growth. That's where, you know, we kind of talked on it last episode with the, uh, the stick mobility stuff. Like that is where mobility is for a lot of people. A lot of people suck at mobility and they don't do it because they suck at it. So we have to do it. That's yeah, just, it's that's how we get better at this thing. It's definitely a barrier for people. I mean, I've been there, been there too, with some stuff, but you know, that that's, um, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's the example I was going to use. Still suck so, at swimming. You know, it, it's, um, that's a huge, uh, you know, that if you can find things you suck at, that is like, you know, if you, if you, a lot of times people default and that's, this is why people do the same things all the time. They default to the things they're good at. But if you're already good at it, like your chances, like, what are you going to improve it? Yeah. 2%, you know, like you can, you could work and work. If you're a great bench presser, like you can bench 350 pounds, like you're just a tank, like you could bench and bench and bench and bench. And it could still take years to get to like 355, you know, like if you're that good, like to go from yeah, good yeah. to great is so much harder. Like there's such a small room for improvement there. Like not that you shouldn't ever do it, but if you can find something you're terrible at and get decent at it or good at it, then, you know, that is a huge, like that could be a 500% increase or something crazy. You know, you could, 
you can really um you can really yeah, get it going. It's wild. You can get it going quick once you get over the hump. Like back to the swimming thing. Like the first time I went to the pool, uh last I guess this would have been last year. But, really? I think no, we're closing it was, in like two I, years, I got man. into all that in COVID times. So it would have been like spring summer of, of twenty twenty. Was it? So um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First I time I went right. to the I pool, right. like I hadn't I hadn't swam since like like legitimate like tried to swim a lap since like high school swim class which is like 10th grade like i it was an indoor pool so it was 25 uh 25 yards and like i could barely do the 25 yards like i I did one length not even a lap not even down and back like i just went down and like my heart was pounding like my muscles were burning like i thought i i was gonna die like i couldn't even could barely even make 25 yards and then you know fast forward to to half ironman here 1 1.2 miles uh non-stop so you can make a ton of yeah. improvement and not you know i put in a lot of work but like still not a, a little over a year to go from 25 yards to 1.2 miles and could have kept going i felt great you know if i was i was smooth so you can make a ton of improvement in, in not that long of a period of time. And that overall amount of improvement can really just translate to just overall fitness and health. Like I, you know, <laughs> nutrition aside, I would, I would say, you know, from doing and getting so much better at running, biking and swimming from when I was terrible at it, like I was way more fit am way more fit over just all, all around well-rounded fit than I was when I was, you know, it's trying to add five pounds to a bench press for a year straight, you know, like it's, it's good to have a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big thing, man. If you can find stuff you suck at and get decent at it, that's a ton of improvement compared to like just sticking with stuff you're really good at and trying to get a little bit better at it. Yeah, I mean that th- that this point was really kind of like my last thing because I think this is where majority of the complacency that we see lies is just in the fact that people don't want to be terrible at things, which is a natural thing. Like it, it's very natural, but if you're somebody that wants growth and you want progress and you want, you know, improvement of some sort, there's just that there's that underlying inevitable, terrible, I suck at this phase that you have to do. And, you know, everybody goes through it. You went through it with swimming. I went through it on my first marathon into my second marathon, like done it with through lifting. I've done it through sports. Like, you know, it, uh, it happens with tons of different things. We're, like We're nice now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to be, God awful like golf. I mean, I used to play when I first started playing golf five years ago, I was shooting like over 110, which was I was told was like normal. And I was like, well, that's not cool. You know, and then fast forward to I'm not gonna say this year, but fast forward to last year, you know, when I was playing golf all the time, I was playing in the 80s, which is pretty good. Like, that's pretty good. You know, and right now I'm kind of sucking, but it's also because I stopped. Dude, I, you know, I haven't been able to golf this year enough. as much, so I lost a bit of your boy. Your boy's chip out of the pine tree. <laughs> Dude, your boy that that was <laughs> like 
if if a pro would if a pro would have done that, that would, that highlight would have been that. That's the Tiger Woods on the knees by the bush thing. Like, yeah, all right. Let me let me Set let me give some context and commentary. So we were playing. Yeah, this will probably be the last thing we talk about. Yeah, anyways. you get it. I think I've hit enough you know, on like switch it up. Don't do stuff. the same shit all the time. <laughs> um. So we we were playing golf at the links at Spring Church. And uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan hit his second shot after he searched for a half hour while waiting for somebody uh, into a pine deep tree in that pond. behind the green. And uh, so I went deep in the pine tree. So like a pine through, tree, like all the way pine to the tree, ground. I pulled it back not like, for him. Not like it was like clear, like the branches were laying. Yeah, like all, <laughs> yeah it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't cut. It was all the way down. Uh, so I pulled the branches back and away for him. He crawled up underneath. Yeah, full he, crouch. Uh, like, he went like, like I was baseball in there, like, swing style. Like I was down. I was down. Uh, <laughs> baseball swing style. Caught the ball. Just, just hopped right on down up, there. Hit man. the rough. Rolled onto the green, and and was like two feet from the hole. Like if that was on, if that was uh, yeah. Pro, I mean, the assistance on lifting the branch is completely illegal, but you know. We got out. We got out. So I got to right. get, get back out there one of these days. I have to, it don't. It don't matter. Guess when you get back, we might have to maybe celebrate the fu- first full week of Catanning with a little Lenape run or something. That'd be, that'd be uh, a one yeah. of five. That'd be a good one. That'd be good. <laughs> well, hopefully not for me. I'm gotta, playing golf gotta, next maybe week. Maybe I'll try to sneak birthday, in so. a little. Dude, maybe I'll go golf by myself while you're going. It's been a while. That's when I play Dude, my best golf. Man. It's always take it's always time, a good time to do just that. Casual, yeah. No, no yeah. thinking. Of, no, over no one's around. We're talking it. Just hey, grab a club, approach with confidence, take a swing. You know. So, and that is it on this That's episode. It. So appreciate uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, we wanted to, you know, maybe not our best work, but we wanted to uh, <laughs> get. Yeah, we want to stay on schedule for you guys here. So, got a lot of it, uh, a lot of busy stuff coming up with uh, finishing touches and opening Catanning with Tyler's vacation. So, you know, we wanted to sneak in here, get one in the can for you guys, stay on track. So, uh, appreciate you. Make sure you tighten up your your MEPS if you need to get above two thousand. Be on the lookout for some social media competitions in October. Maybe some fun events in October. Uh, like, share, review. Leave a voice message, all that stuff. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll see you next time. See ya.